My name's Raja Barrow. I'm from Indonesia, Sumbawa Lekki Peak. Uh, I like big barrels, and you're listening to Barrels Surf Podcast. Yeah! I'll tell you what, summer's upon us, and the cheeky monkey beers are going down beautifully. What do you boys reckon? Mate, I'm uh, on the hard ginger beer right now. It's a ripper. Got to love a bit of ginger beer in summer for those hot afternoons, and they're stiff. They taste real good. You can get 10% off if you go in a VAS in the industrial area. Tell them Barrel Surf Podcast sent you, and you'll get 10% off takeaway sales. Get it in you. Yeah, cheeky monkey. G'day, everybody. It's Bugs here, and you're listening to Barrel Surf Podcast. I like to drink Forrester wines. They taste fucking good. They're made on Wildwood Road. It's one of the best places in the world, southwest of Western Australia. And if you go online... Type in barreled to the coupon in the sales department. You get 25% off. It is a really good deal. Type in barreled and save yourself some hell money. Get some hell wine. How's your back going these days, Hatsy? What about you, T-Bone? Oh, T-Bone's, mate. He's in that good a nick. He just doesn't even need to go to the physio. He's an absolute weapon. But for the rest of us, down south physio, go see Trev. He's an absolute surfing specialist. He's been doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things in the world of surfing, travelling all around the globe because everyone knows you can't froth harder than a Trevor Frothens Brown at down south physio. He's on the wazzle. He's on the tools back at Dunsborough, so get down to down south physio. I don't know about you guys, but I've been absolutely stoked with my Shark Eyes wetsuit. Best but, in the business. Yeah, they're pretty sick, so comfy, and they're bringing out a new range. Uh, it's a more affordable range. I believe it's going to be direct-to-consumer online. It's called the Mongrel Range. Oh, the Mongrel. Yeah, which could be good in summer when you just want to really cover up from the sun a bit and not be too hot. Barrel Surf Podcast. 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 Yeehaw! Here we go, everybody. You are listening to Barrel Surf Podcast. Namu here with you in the wilds of Western Australia, and we have a very, very special episode for you today. We have got the Surfing Western Australia crew stoked to be bringing these boys and girls to you today. Before we introduce everyone on the panel, to my left, T-Bone. Hello, mates. Good day, Namu. Good to be here, buddy. Easy pale ale in hand. Another great day in the southwest. Go the chicken monkey. God's country. All right, introduce our guests to your left, T-Bone. Oh. Yeah, my name's T-Bone and this is me <laughs> mate Adzi over here to the left. Oh, good day, Adzi. <laughs> yep, good to be here. Very hot run of weather here in the southwest at the moment. Another 38 degree day. Been a few in a row, but we've got a nice veranda just just around the corner from the shed quarters in the uh, lovely Yelling Up Valley here, so a uh, bit cooler than the shed quarters, got a nice veranda, so we thought we'd come here, and yeah, we've got a, a guest panel, take it away, Namu, who we got? All right, to Adzi's direct left, we've got Smiling Billy James, the surfing WA commentator extraordinaire, the voice to the stars, the Indonesian honey ta- guru, the, the honey tonsled in- Indonesian guru, <laughs> Smiling Billy James. <laughs> That's pretty good, I like that. Hello, mates. Yeah, g'day guys, good to be back here, and it's great to have... My little mate on the left and my old mate on his left. I can't wait to hear from them. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's introduce Jay, uh, Rajo Barrel. 
Let's hear about it, Billy. Uh, this little Grom, I've known him since he couldn't walk. So he's really young. I remember the first time I ever met him, his dad, Joey Barrel and, uh, and Rat Boy here, we took him surfing at Lakey Peak. So he couldn't quite stand up. He couldn't talk. He couldn't walk. But uh, got him on a surfboard and pushed him into some white water. And by the fourth run of the white water, he was asleep on the board. So <laughs> he has grown up surfing Lakey Peak. You probably so won't remember that, then. but I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, little Raja Barrel. So let over my mate. Hello, mates. Hello. My name is Raja Barrel. I'm from Lakey. Yeah, mate. <laughs> How long have you been surfing, Raja? I've been surfing for all your life 10 years yeah yeah all my life how, how old are you now i'm 14 14 yeah i heard you're a pretty good barrel rider mate yeah. <laughs> loves the big juice yes we got some photos which we'll put on the podcast socials later on of you getting in some incredibly thick barrels over in Sunbar. we won't tell them where it is but yeah so just just quickly Nami roger it sounds like you actually surfed before you walked yes, yes. or talked or talked. That's that's the first, right? That's pretty cool. And also joining us from Surfing Western Australia, also commentator to the stars. You know his work. It is Mark Bunga Cliff. G'day, mates. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Nice to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us. And before we do proceed with a bit of a chat about, uh, you know, you guys have had some pretty incredible exploits over the last couple of years in the islands. What are you guys all down here and yelling up for? Tar small fries, the 19th version. And I brought one of the smallest fries with me. That's what Ra's doing here, his first trip to Australia. Nice. Um, it's been a great event over the years. Um, love it. Tar's, Swar, Surfing WA for putting it on. Huge effort. And um, it's a really big deal for a lot of kids. It's cool. Sure is. It's become one of the biggest, if not the biggest, junior surfing event in Australia, if not the world. So 19 times. Good on uh, Terry Tajborough for putting it on and uh, look forward to the next few days. Now, when this comes out, I think we'll be putting this out on day one of the competition. It starts in a couple of days. Yep, starts Thursday the 18th. Thursday Correct. the 18th. Looks like I've got my work, out, work cut out <laughs> editing in the next couple of days, but looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, so let's, let's wind it back a bit. You guys obviously spend a lot of time in Indonesia. Tell us about what's been going on over there, mate. Well, for both of us, uh, Billy, and, and for this little fella, it's his home. Um, it's our second home, and it's turned into a kind of a six and six, six months at home, a bit of a stinger, stinger, half, half. So six months at home for us, six months in Indonesia. No winters anymore. Winter at home sucks. It's way too expensive. It's way too cold. <laughs> so we both do uh, Indo, and it's probably become a, a seven and five for me these days. I do a, a, a little bit more than a six and six, as does Billy because he's just got his first full-time job, Billy. What? Yeah, official. It's Getting a, all grown up on us, Billy. I've got a working what? visa. I've got a tax file number, and I've got I'm, – I'm paying tax in Indonesia, so it's, it's actually legit. So it's uh, – You actually pay tax it, in Indonesia. If, it, if any immigration people are listening, this is my first ever paid job in Indonesia. <laughs> I don't think you can go back through records and uh, get you retrospectively, can they? No. Oh, God, let's hope not. Let's hope not. No, but it's been um, – it has been probably the end of COVID was the last time we spoke to you guys. Yeah. Uh, Mark spent the second year of COVID in Lakeys and all up and down. My The first year I was uh, down in West Timor. It's probably the best surfing year of my life. There was just nobody, nobody surfing. And um, I was going to quit surfing when I come back because it wasn't going to get any better. 
But uh, we haven't seen you since then. I suppose we should kick off when Jack won Margie's because that was a pretty special year for us, wasn't it? We, um, a couple that, of years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, was that, that dream came true. That was before G-Land, wasn't it? Is that the right year? Right before Same G-Land. year, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, we were super happy with that and then the WSL packed up and went to Java and Mark and I were lucky enough to work in the judging tower down below there. At G-Land? At G-Land, yeah. Awesome. Just to make sure everything ran and Mark was uh, calling out the scores to the surface because there was no crowd, you know. It was only on the internet. But it was a great, fantastic event. And, of course, our boy won, which was yes, epic. Yes, he did. And, um, and the, the cool thing about that was me and Billy were the first two to know <laughs> because the judges upstairs were crunching the numbers. Twice. Jack gets a wave in the last, like, I don't know, under a minute, 30 seconds, whatever it was. Um, had Toledo out there in the water. He's losing. He needs a score. Sat there for ages, waited, waited, waited. Gets the wave. The numbers get crunched. The hooter goes. The event's over, and then the score, or everybody's waiting, and the score comes through <laughs> right in front of mine and Billy's eyes, and we're like, wow. <laughs> Two West Aussies sitting there that knew that our boy had won, and then it was my job to tell him, and it was like, far out, what a moment. Mate, it was so cranking. We, we had like, uh, all the Prezos were on the beach, and we're out in the tower at G-Land, and we had like about half an hour of work to do after the contest finished, so we're probably going to miss the Prezos. And Justin Magix and Pascal and Perry Hatchett were there. There's a, there a good West Aussie crew. So I thought, oh, we'll get the result and then we'll probably miss the Prezzo. You know, it looks like Toledo's going to win. So, uh, you know, and we'll just have to miss out on the good times. As soon as that score came through, we have just chucked everything in the air, <laughs> ran down. By the time Patamo, the head judge, had poked his head down the second level to thank us, we're halfway to the, to the <laughs> <laughs> screw the work. We got, yeah. we got there. Justin's at the Prezzo area. He's got a carton of booze on ice already. It was it was it was so cool. Just uh, logistics wise, how'd you get out to the tower and back? Uh, had a boat, or we walked at low tide. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, no walk. Man, put the booties massive. on. Yeah, oh. you know, quickie event. They gave us all a pair of booties. Oh. Uh, so we 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 walked. Oh, we ran it because we were pretty thirsty. Not only that, our boy won. <laughs> we back to back. Bargies G Land. I don't Ran think there was in. any we, bintang left at that point by the time. No, we weren't drinking bintang. It was Corona. It was a Corona event. Sorry. So we, we would have had six beers before oh. uh, Jack walked off the stage. We were half whipped, but it was a worthy uh, a worthy moment in our life for sure. It really and was. And Bronte got a third, another yeah, West yeah, Aussie, yeah, so it was really right. cool. Yeah, yeah. It was um, a pretty long, well, a lot of lay days in that, in that comp, if I can recall. But what I, what I could see, and it was well publicised, it looked like one event where all the surfers came together and really had a good time. Is that is that what happened, boys? Uh, By the looks of it, it, yeah, well, it was the case. If you remember, that Margie's was the first year of the cut, so things were quite tense. You know, my favourite surfer ever, um, Owen Wright, got <laughs> got knocked. Oh, dog. And uh, so, you know, it was a bit upsetting like that, and things were still – they were a little bit tense, and the field got chopped in half. And what they'd do there, because no one could go back to the villa – to their – where they're staying, they just go, all right, we're on hold for two hours. So you go back to your, where you're staying and you come back and they're, oh, we're on hold for another two hours. So you couldn't go out and do anything. And that afternoon where they've said, all right, we're off till tomorrow. And you could almost hear the, the beer tops popping. <laughs> but um, I, was, I was out surfing and you could hear the doof going. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is that? So I might go and check that out. And just as I was thinking of that, Tom Carroll and Rizal Tanjung paddled out and everyone else had gone into the uh, 
gone into the party. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. So I just stumble across one wave and sit there and watch Riz and Tom surf. And then they paddle out and the sun's going down. So there's no way I'm going anywhere. So I just sat there for like an hour watching those two legends surf G-Land. Oh. By the time we did get back in there, everyone was rotten, weren't they? <laughs> but it was a big, it was a big stress reliever because everyone, you know, it was really tense from that from that cut. Yeah. And this is the first time anyone could really get together. Mate, leading the charge of the Brazos, weren't they? Sorry, leading the party charge was the Brazos. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah a couple of them actually took uh, when, when it got discovered that you know the, the forecast was pretty crap for the G Land event. They got really unlucky. There was a really good swell just before it. And there was a banging swell just after it, but just before it, um, you know, a big old, big old swell. But the, the swell forecast was was no good, you know, for G Land basically. So every, everybody knew there was going to be days off. A few of the boys, when they heard and they looked at it, and they went, realistically, we're not running for four days. Yeah. A couple of them went back to Bali, helicopter, really, the Brazo, yeah. back to Bali, and surfed to loose because it picks up a, you know, they got more swell or more waves or party time, or whatever. But yeah, it was uh, it was tinder. not a good forecast for yeah. for G Land. Mate, um, surfing WA had a pretty big role in the G Land comp. Is that is that right or uh, Justin yeah, Majex? Yeah. He, he, you know, Steve McGough, who was um, and, and w- for those who don't know, Justin Majex is the head of. Uh, he's our uh, event organizer in surfing WA, so okay. he does yep. twenty six events at home every year. Yep, yep. Um, Steve McGough, WSL guy, who is basically Justin's role at the WSL level. Yep. knows how good Justin is. So he got him up there and, and Justin was on site for about three weeks helping him set up and yep. do everything. He was he was his go-to man. So yeah. so uh, Justin was there, me and Billy were there. Um, Pascal That's was there as a filmer. Perry Hatchett was part of the Water Patrol team. Yep. Uh, a couple of the, the uh, video guys that were on. Nathan uh, Hader. Nathan Hader, you know, who, who leads up, yep. basically leads up the production team for their webcast. He was there. Yep. Um, Bronte, Jack, there was a couple of other filmers that were there. There was about 10 or 11 West Aussies there yep. and a West Aussie one. <laughs> it was yeah, freaking yeah. amazing. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> was. There, were, there was a bit of a special time there though because yeah. – um, Because like you say, it was straight after Jack Robbo won Straight Margie, after Jack so Robert, yep. They sort of just kept the, the WA team rolling in terms of – I mean, Indo uh, is our first cousin anyway here in West Australia, isn't it? So yeah, it's it made the, sense to get all you guys to come up there and all the rest of it. Yeah. It's the Western Island. Just yeah. remind me, who did Jack beat at Margie's? I can't remember. John John. In John John. Yeah. John. Okay. Yeah. Yep. By going to the air. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's wicked. It's pretty iconic, wasn't it? But there was a, a little bit of a heartbreaking thing happened at G-Land. Um, so Nathan Hader was there and Dutsy was on his way to meet Nathan after the contest. So he was going to get there a day after yep. or a day before it finished and hang out. But as we all know that uh, Dutsy had a horrible accident in Bali and – and Passed away. left us, but yeah. um, it was a bit bit of a big decision because you know Jack's known him for most of his life. Yeah. Do we go tell him? Because he's got a he's got finals to surf. Yeah, right. Or do we just well he's going to hear on social media anyway. Yeah. So uh, I went and told him and grabbed him and got him at Bobby's camp there and and told him he was a. It makes you really proud when you you you're amongst all these kids from WA because. You know, even Jack Thomas and Benny Spence and all these guys at the QE 5000s. The way he conducted himself, Jack, through G-Land and dedicated his heat wins and he dedicated his final wins to Dutsy. It was yep. super cool and we had a paddle out for him, didn't we? It was, it was all West, the West Aussies, Aussies. Yeah, with 10 or 11 of us all yeah. got together and stood on the, the point and had a moment, all paddled out, did the ring, did all that. And Jack and Perry and a few of them paddled out and surfed waves and a couple of us came in. 
but we had that moment. You know, a bit yeah. of respect for Dutsy, yeah. and Sick. there was a was there was like a band a, of West Aussies there, so it's like oh, let's get together. That was a pile of us. It was mm. pretty cool. Dutsy was just like a core lord surfing, ding repair, board repair, a G Land ledge. You G- know, was all he the boys. Yeah, oh, he spent a lot of time at G Land. So it. I heard all he... the staff knew him. You know what I mean? The staff at the camps, and he oh, was yeah. a regular. Okay, when he yep. did his Indo visits, that's where he went, man. And yeah, okay. um, and he knew that way pretty well. And there was a lot of respect for Dutsy there amongst the Indos. So it wasn't just us. Yep. Yeah, it was his. It was his second hood. Yeah, cool. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah it was super cool. And uh, mate, and then obviously with the the new setup with all these um, regional uh, comps, uh, the way the whole the the Challenger series all set up now, um, it's given a bit of uh, bit of street cred to some of these. Um, what are you at three thousands and five, oh, I don't know if it's a, yeah the five thousands mm. and stuff. The comps in Nias and. Crewy and stuff like that. So no doubt you guys have, because uh, for those that don't know, I'm sure they do, but you guys are the beach comment- commentary team for the Margies Pro. You probably were doing the same thing at G-Land from the, sa- from the sounds of it, as well as maybe helping with the judging. Um, and no doubt you've been ro- roped into all these uh, Challenger Series sort of stuff in Indo. Is that right? Mate, roped in. I couldn't put my hand up fast enough. It's that, <laughs> it's that much fun. Yeah, and they're, right. they're not actually uh, – the Challenger Series doesn't come to Indonesia. I don't know why. Oh, sorry, the qualifying series. But, but they're series. the 5,000 events, yeah. so they're the next yep. biggest. So the three-tier thing is CT, Challenger, and then 5,000. So we do a bunch of 5,000s through Indonesia, and sometimes they dual sanction them like uh, NIAS, dual sanction, which means it's not just the Asian region, Japan, Indonesia, um, Philippines, and, and your other Indonesian uh, countries. They'll uh, invite Australia, New Zealand – when they do that, my God, like Nias this year, you're watching a 5,000 and you're watching the afternoon surf sessions and you go, these have got to be the hardest 5,000s in the world <laughs> because they freaking are. Yeah. You know, when you put the Aussies and the Japanese and the Indos and all the best of the other nations, yeah. it, it's it's bullshit. <laughs> Basically, the surfing that goes on is ridiculous. Which Aussies caught your eyes over the last couple of years at, at, at the QS 5,000? Well, let's just, just quickly, while, sorry, Tim, while you're on the Nias one, um, we had a pretty good result from our local West Australian surfer, didn't we? Jack Thomas, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, Jack's been doing the rounds for a little while and being a big strapping lad and pretty much his real weapon is his backhand and he mm. gets to Nias and he's, he's had some so-so results over the years and him and Benny Spence have been a bit of a team coming to Indonesia for a while doing our events and then um, he got the waves he wanted on his backhand in these pristine, you know, little Gundry Bay waves and, and, and got some confidence through his heats and we were in his ear going, man, you, you just, just keep doing that for, to trust us. And, and he did. And he got a third. He and, beat Jarvis uh, Earl. Huge result. And uh, he put out Jarvis, I think, and maybe even Jordan. Who was he? The Jarvis or Geordie? Mm. Geordie Marie he put out. surfing happening at Nias when I was watching. It was. Yeah. Apart from Rio, the Goofies took, yeah. kind of took, took uh, line on us, really. Yeah. But apart from Rio... Real wider. Taking coaching advice from the great Anton Dachi, king of the point, <laughs> goofy footer from Nias. Kind of. Yeah, Anton's a lad. He came and had a chat with us. Um, he's, a, he's a full warrior. And, you know, as far as big big wave guys go on their backhand, he's he's the man. He's the yeah. lord at Nias, Anton yeah. Darkius, yes. I'll tell you something. Really good thing about those QS 5000s is, um, you know, guys like Toro Wantanabi, uh, he's what, must be 20, 21, and you get kids like this who are 14 and they're surfing against them. So it's such yeah. a good experience and learning tool for well, let's someone Let's talk like to Raja and ask Raja because he came to Nias. If there's a 14-year-old, he'd never been there before. What were your impressions of Nias, the surf contest, Ra? 
impression. What did you like? Um, I like about the wave, and then it's a lot of people for from different countries. It serves so good. I can take a little bit of learn, maybe a lot of bit of learn. Um, my goofy footer, um, Jarvis. Jarvis. Nah, only Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis Earl. <laughs> yes. Yeah, former world junior champion. Yeah, mate, he has really caught our eye 2022. Um, that's a good. another good thing about this 5,000 is these kids you've never heard of. Kind of heard of him and then we see him in the flesh is incredible, but Winter Vincent this year. Never heard of that guy before, but yep. holy Sweet chocolate, Who, Jesus. Winter, Winter Vincent. Winter. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, really Incredible. good. There you go. Adzi, yeah. um, Adzi and I were lucky enough to do some interviews down on the stairs at the Margie's Comp this year. Somehow blagged our way into the media media area. <laughs> and uh, we had a bit of a chat with Jarvis and his mum, didn't we? You were was, you was sort of chatting Jarvis's mum up a bit. <laughs> oh, he has got a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Rajo... Um, Oh, sorry, mate. Go go ahead. You're asking about the. Uh, oh, okay. Um, you might have even answered it, but maybe. Yeah, stand out, stand out. Oh. bum. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from shove. Well, actually, no, better not. Go ahead. Um, obviously, Nias and Crew are two different ways. We'll start off with Nias. Um, who are some of the servers that really stood out for you, Mark? Uh, well, obviously, uh, Tully Wiley backhand and made the final. Really, really strong. Um, up against Rio. He was leading the charge. Big, strong, heavy, goofy footer from uh, Torquay. Surfs only Winky and Bells. Mm. And as soon as he got to Nias, you could see. You could see. He just applied that with no wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was really good. Uh, Winter Vincent, every free surf, he was getting waves he wanted. Uh, and amongst 80 crew that were all high-powered, he, he definitely – that name, there's something about him because Billy, uh, in, in a crowded lineups, even at Crewy. He gets waves. He destroys waves. He's offered injuries, so nobody's really heard of him before. Um, but Winter Vincent, huge standout. How old's Winter? 18. 18. Out of Manly. He's got to be some confidence there to take waves off a whole bunch of professionals like that. So good on him. It's like he didn't. People, he's a big dude. And when he paddled, it's like <laughs> people just backed off. And for some <laughs> reason, he got so many good waves. Um, and he does. He's a wave magnet. He's really uh, got a good solid competition act, Billy. Good mm. good touch of the smarts and we, the skill set to match. We had Remember um, that name, Winter Morgan Vincent. Siblick as well. You know, so there's some world-class surfers there. Yeah. You know, you get you get some older guys there. And um, uh, was it Billy Stedman was there as well? So, Billy um, Stedman, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you've got those guys to compete against and that they weren't out of their league, that's for sure. And, and, you know, Jackie Thomas and Benny Spence and all those WA boys, they're not that far out of their – the league from those two elite surfers, you know, it's really cool to see. Really love it. And another thing I kind of put to bed was because it's Asia uh, and Australia and, and New Zealand is the old, you know, sitting in the front bar and it's like, ah, oh, if a Japanese surfer come up against a couple of Aussies, they'd absolutely smoke them. Well, mate, that is not happening. The yeah. Japanese kids, I tell you what, that yeah. um, Monojo Yahagi is an absolute weapon and um, they're just – they're precise, they're methodical, they're uh, they're killers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, watch out for a little while, especially the women were saying, aren't we, that they're coming. I've got, got a question for Rajo. I mean, obviously Rio, Rio Wido won Nias, yeah? Um, apart from Rio, um, who's your favourite Indonesian surfer? Anyone um, you looked up to as you were surfing Lakey Peak or...? 
Um, Your dad? Bron- <laughs> dad? Bronson Maddis. Uh, that's my one of my favorite surfer from Indonesia. Who's that, mate? Sorry, Bronson Maddis. Yeah. yeah. Now there was a film about him a couple of years ago, wasn't there? Yeah, I think Binzi was involved. You guys are probably yep. involved too. We, we grew up with Bronson and so did Raja. You know, Bronson's only 18 or 19 now, lives with uh, Rizal in Bali, um, can do everything. At 10, or four, 10 to 14, he was, he was an amazing young Grom who the world caught up with eventually, but he, he was doing crazy stuff. Blakey Peak, bit of a breeding ground for, for hotties. You know, there's a lot of talent that comes out of there that will never be identified because they can't travel, no money, whatever. Bronson got identified early. Uh, Red Bull jumped on board. Hurley jumped on board for a little while. Rizal took him under his wing and he lives in Bali with Rizal and his son, uh, Varun. But for sure, that's a good call, Bronson. Anyone else, uh, Ra? Yep, he's from Bali, Made Balon. Mm. Uh, he's a, he's a, such a good surfer from Bali. Uh, he's my friend. He come here with me, like with uh, my friend's family, yeah. Um, yeah, he's such a good surfer. So this is your first time in, in Australia, right? Yes, this is my first time. How are you finding wearing a wetsuit? I, I heard you had fun <laughs> trying to get a wetsuit on. It's it's very hard. Uh, <laughs> so hard to take it off. No no rash yet? No rash yeah. around the balls? On my neck. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to train with a wetsuit back at home to get used yeah. to it. Yeah, we ne- yeah. You need to get in a shark eyes wetsuit, mate. You don't get any rash in them. They're the best ones going. No rash in a shark eyes wetsuit. <laughs> nice uh, little sponsor plug there from Adzi. Well done. Uh, who else you got, mate? One, maybe give me one more. Who, who are some of the girls that are going really well in the uh, Indonesian islands? Uh, in Indonesia, um, Suri Jabrik. Yep. Yeah, Hannah Suri. Uh, she's, she's, going, she's going pretty good. Who's, who's the next Indonesian guy that's going to... Uh, qualify for the tour? Do you reckon, Rajo? Um, Rajo. Me. Rajo. Yeah. 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 Good <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, so, oh, wow. There's a deep pool, as we've known. Indonesia uh, has been knocking on the door for a long time. Uh, Rio's opened the door. Jeez, um, for me, it's, it's, you know, Rio has been a standout for a long time and he, and he dedicated himself. It's, mm. there's an, you know, there's a big difference between what Rio does and every, every day Indo guys do. They all rep. Uh, he dedicated himself to, to training in between surf sessions, going to gyms. His mum videoed every surf session he did. He was been super motivated for a long, long time. And, and all the hard work over a long time, he's turned himself into a pro. It is no surprise to me and Billy and other people in Indo that Rio Wider has made it because he made himself make it. He knew where he wanted to go and he knew how to get, get there and he did what it took to get there. And he made the cut and he's still there. You know, watch this space. He's, yeah. he's a he's, focused human being. And his, uh, his impact on Indonesian surfing, I think, you know, let's fast forward 20 years, it really can't be overstated because you look at our, our good mates like Garut and uh, Bowl and all the lads. So they're in Bali. They're getting a good wage. They can get any wave they want, pretty much get any chick they want. Let's do that or go surf two foot onshore uh, manly and try and qualify. Yeah, so back to your question, and that there are other people on, on the horizon, yeah. but there's a lot of them. But who, who steps into um, Rio's commitment is is a big is a big thing because they're all really good, but to train hard and to, to go to events and put wetsuits on and, and do all that is so left of centre. Mm. It takes a, a huge life commitment. And yeah. so 
Uh, I can't put one name at you because there's a lot of them. Yeah. It's, it's who does that and who follows in Rio's shadow will be the next one. So no names right now, but there's a big pool of them. Yeah, right. massive pool. I mean, every time, you, every time I go to Indonesia, you're just pretty much stunned by the level mm. of surfing. So, you know. But like Mark said, he's, he's shown the way. Yep. You know, for the last 20 years or so, the way was to go have a few beers and be a rock star in Bali. He didn't do that. He didn't follow anyone's path. He's just like, no, I'm going to train. And I think a couple of years ago, Mark interviewed him. He goes, so, so what's your goals for the next next couple of years? He goes, I want to be on tour. I want to be a world champ. And I want to be in, in the Olympic gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's achieved straight one up. already. Yeah. <laughs> straight want to win a gold medal. want to yeah. be world champ. And, I, you know, first of all, I want to be on the CT. I want to be world champ. want to win a gold medal. Straight yeah. up. And you're, you're just sitting there like, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, right. And he did one of them already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done one of them. Well, I know he's, what you're saying, Billy, like – your mates bowl and those other guys that you mentioned like why wouldn't you want to get a good income get any wave you want in Bali <laughs> you know Lead the get all that, lifestyle. Have a, yeah have mm. a chrome tailpipe on your sapiro motor <laughs> and you know have all the cool stuff why would you go surf two foot manly because I know me T-Bone and Namu work our asses off all year round just to try to get two weeks over there yeah. to not get any wave we want just to get some of the waves so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you yeah. know like uh, it's pretty pretty understandable why the Indos but wouldn't now, want to have that yeah but now kids like uh, Rajo can see that and they, they're like well actually that's more appealing than that so you know he's, like he, he really has and um, I'm going to put little uh, Made Ballon out there uh, Balloon, who's here competing at Small Fries, he's the most impressive junior I've seen since since, well, since Rio. Okay, there's another name I'll put out there, and I'm sure you'll agree. Weston Hurst. Yep. All right. Big strapping lad. He's only one. He's exactly one year older than Ra. Uh, my good mate uh, Troy Hurst, his dad. He, he's right in the surf industry. He's, he's a, a board builder and that. But but his son Weston is is. Uh, you grew up with him. How good is Weston? Uh, he's pretty good. Pretty he's good. so good. And then he he do pretty good compete. Uh, such a nice guy. He's won a lot of events. Yeah, he he won. Oh, yeah, he's he's such a charger. Such a charger. Yeah. Yep. Hey Raj, if you made the the world tour, what would be the three waves that you'd really want to surf on the on the tour? On the tour? Yeah. Want to surf pipeline? Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> Big barreling less for the sounds of it. What about cloud break? G-Land, maybe. I don't know where is that. Cloud break in Fiji looks pretty good. Looks really good. You love those big barrels, man. You love it. Well, Rajo I need to eat more. Rajo's favourite <laughs> wave at, uh, well, I don't know his favourite, but the one he dominates in is Lakey Pipe. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Lakey Pipe. That's my home break. I, I always surf uh, that wave. All the time when I'm at home. Yeah, that's, I think that's the most favorite wave I've ever had. Less like, crowded than the peak, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, li- like, I like pipe too. It's good. We can't forget uh, Katut Agus either, can we? He's, uh, he's an absolute. Katut Agus, he's, yeah, he's already doing the challenges. Animal yeah. yep. competitor, uh, yeah. Kian Martin, there, there's yep. a few guys knocking on the door. But let's get back to pipe, uh, Lakey Pipe, this little fellow, like, guys, he, he surfs. He gets so many barrels every day, um, it, you know, take something – an ex- exceptionally good barrel before he gets a little bit excited that <laughs> that was all right. In fact, it's that easy at Lakey Pipe. He goes switch. He'll take off behind it, <laughs> pig dog straight into these things, get these amazing long little drainers and flick off. And I'm sitting in the restaurant, Fat Mars watching, and 
there's a table load of crew over there watching, going, how's, it, how's that look? How's that tube? How's that tube? I'm like, <laughs> you guys do know that guy's a footy, a goofy footer. They're like, no, no, no. That, that guy that just caught that wave. I said, yeah, he's actually a goofy footer. No, no, but. And I said, hang on, watch this other way. And then you'll get another one and go, goofy. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> Getting bored. Now, Rajo, I've got a question. Is there a difference between a tube and a barrel? Ah, uh, yeah, for me it is. Uh, barrel is when you do stand up barrels. Yeah. Uh, two is when you do like uh, shampoo when you're <laughs> sitting down on the board. Yeah, that's What's that's that? a different. That's a tube or a barrel? That's a tube. I don't. Tube. I don't think I've ever had a barrel in my life. No, <laughs> we, we had this conversation at Super Suck one day. Oh, mate, little fella's got got this amazing long tube in front of my eyes at, at Super Suck while I was still putting my leg rope on and paddling out, and he gets his thing. At night, I'm like, Ra, did you did you get any good barrels today? He's like, nah, not really. I said, what about that first thing I saw when I was still putting on the beach? Like, that was like seven seconds. He goes, that wasn't a barrel. It was a tube. <laughs> I'm like, enlighten me. He's going, a tube is when you crouch down and you've got to get small and you've got to weave. and you, That's a tube. He goes, a barrel is when you stand there and you put your hands up. <laughs> so now we all know that now it was a tube and a barrel. I remember that famous saying in uh, in Australian surf culture that burly barrels and kira tubes. Oh. I'm sure you've heard that one before. There we go. Right on. So, yeah, I don't know. I, but... Yeah, I don't know what the reasoning behind that was. I just remember reading it uh, a few times back in the day in the magazines. And you're it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it sounds like uh, Rajo's cleared it up for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rajo, um, you've come over for the Taj Small Fries. Um, before I ask you about the small, like Taj, have you done much competing, like in Indonesia? Yes, I've been doing a Grom Search, Grom Patrol, some, like, a Koreanias, like, Junior. Junior Pro. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun to come. Yeah, Lucky Boat Riders. Nice, mate. Nice. And um, obviously, your first time here. You've been getting some waves since you've been here? Uh, I just come back from uh, Three Bears. It, the wave was pretty fun. Bit, get, bit, bit average, wasn't it, mate? Bit yeah. short, you know? Was yeah. it was really barrels or any tubes? Uh, I get tubes. And you got how tubes. Yeah, classic, mate. Uh, enter the chat one, Justin Magix, the big dog from Surf and WA. Welcome back to Barrel Surf Podcast. How are you, mate? Well, thanks for coming to us, boys. This yeah. is a bit. Uh, <laughs> this is this is way better than um, sweating it up in the shed. I know. Yeah, it was definitely pretty <laughs> sweaty in there today. Still sweating a bit, not as bad. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mate, back in town. Well, you're in town every three weeks for a, some comp, one comp or another. But uh, this is definitely one of the big ones for summer, isn't it? Uh, Give us a lowdown. Yeah, it doesn't get any bigger than this. Um, the 19th Taj's Small Fries is, uh, yeah, not far from kicking off. And, um, yeah, it is truly one of Australia's biggest and best grommet events. It's um, just one of five that's rated as a 10,000 event this year. And um, the kids are coming in droves, whether it's Sick. Indonesia, the East Coast. Um, they're all here to be part of it. What's... Uh what sort of money does the winner take away? Is there money? <laughs> no money, but uh. 10,000 rating points. So Ooh. Surfing Australia has implemented a, uh, a national ranking system. And, um, yeah, it's a really cool thing. I, I, I was a bit sceptical a few years ago. But, um, yeah, to see Taj, um, you know, recognised as one of the best junior events in the country. Um, Sick. Yeah, there's a fair bit on the line. And um, no prize money just yet. They uh, <laughs> A swag, a prize. We've got a whole van full of um, amazing stuff. And, um, yeah, 
I think to put yourself on the honour roll of um, prestigious winners that have been here in the past, um, yeah, I think that's that's enough to, to take home. Mate, uh, it's a pretty big van down there, the Learn to Surf uh, WA van. Lucky it's not a Learn to Drive van. It's a few dents in the back of that thing. Well, that's Jerry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, what what's the ten thousand points go towards? Like, what? Give us a lowdown on that whole junior system. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's um, it's only been in play for a few years, but essentially, um, yeah, there's a national rankings. There's probably fifty plus events around the country that um, have ranking points. Um, but at the end of the day, this is like a, a year, a day by day sort of rolling seating for the best junior surfers in the country. Um, Surfing Australia looks at this quite heavily, and um, they actually pick um, members of the um, the Irigandji's junior team to go away to the world. So awesome. you can either win an Aussie title, you can be a wild card, or you can um, be on top of the junior rankings at the end of the year. So um, yeah, it's it's a, a pretty cool pathway, and you know I think all junior or Competitive surfers want to know where they sit, not only in your local board rider events or state events, but um, now there's a way to measure yourself nationally against the best juniors in the country. Sick. That is awesome. So 19th year this year. So how many years you've been a part of it, the small fries? It sounds like there's been a lot of work to, to be elevated into the 10,000. So that's a great accomplishment and a lot of hard work, I guess, by all the team, eh? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, we thought the event had ticked all the boxes, world-class waves, uh, an international surfing icon, uh, boys, girls divisions from under 12 through to under 18. So we've been lobbying with Surfing Australia for quite some time. Uh, last year it was a six and a half thousand. So sort of middle of the road, but, um, this year we sort of put our foot down a little bit and said, come on guys, we've um, been doing this for nearly two decades. And, um, I I think it uh, finally has the attention and the recognition that it, it deserves. So we're stoked. Man, the, f- the first couple of years that it started, um, Juddo, uh, I don't know, were you were you with the scene running it then? Yeah, I've, I've been at every right. single one. Well, there so. you go. And you'll remember, like, Taj was still on tour. Absolute rock star. He was a freaking lord, right? And Billabong used to send over a bus. They'd drive a bus over from the East Coast. No big Billabong right across the side. You could go in it and check it out. It was like a rock star's home. There was couches and bar and there was like a... <laughs> PlayStation, PlayStation. It was like It was like what you'd expect out of Hollywood, right? So they'd Sick. drive that over, you know, and the presence on the beach. And to start with that and Taj come down, who was still, still on tour winning events and, and all the rest of it was like... You know, it, it, it grabbed everyone's attention, not just grommets, mum and dads, us guys. It was, my it's God, what just, what just landed in WA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is this yeah. junior thing? And here's Tars coming down and all he did all day was sign posters. We barely got him on the mic because he, <laughs> he, was, he was too busy doing other rock star stuff. But yeah. um, it was huge and it, you know, and, when, and it's, it's testament to the people, Juddo, that have gone through this, as in a, a Ryan Cullinan, a, a Jack Freestone. Jo- you Jacob know, Wilcox won a, a it, Jacob Wilcox, Jack, Jack Robinson, Robo. you know, Bronte, um, Flick. Uh, yep. there's, there's so many names. Who else? Uh, Matty Banting. There's one I always there's, pull out. There's so many has, that have did, come has, and did been Jack at this Robo event. Did Jack Robbo ever win it? Josh Catlin won three in a row. Well. Jack Robbo won three in a row. Yeah, Josh Catlin, Finn Cox won two. Oh, yeah. um, we've got an honour roll of past winners sort of in the blue ribbon divisions, but 
Um, it is a serious rite of passage for yeah. young Australian yeah. surfers. And to do the trip over the Nullarbor for the East Coasters or jump on a plane like Rajo's done and come down yeah. and compete in yeah. WA for the first time, there's something really cool. And, you know, Taj's name still ha- holds a lot of currency. And, yeah, um, you know, we just love this event. So 2006 it started and it's been going ever since. So it's pretty crazy. Epic. So is there more competitors in the event this year? Justin? Yep. Um, so we've expanded the event to four days and um, we've got 178 competitors across eight divisions. So 178. And, and what has it been previous years? Uh, so each year we set new records. Um, last year was 130-ish. Um, yeah. We were in the 130s, but adding an extra day, obviously having the 10,000 rating points, um, you know, it just being as big as it gets. Um, so no, no early knockoffs then, boss? <laughs> <laughs> We've got 113 heats to do in four days, boys. So do the, do the math. It's about 28 heats a day to get through. That's so nothing. That's, Easy. I think you commentators. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> so, so give me a comparison to a, to a CT. How many heats over a CT? Uh, not that many. Not no. that many. There's no. about 51 heats in a CT and yeah. men's, a men's yeah. side of the draw. It's not that many. Yeah. This is this is huge. <laughs> it's double that. This yeah. is massive. In, uh, in about a third, uh, a quarter of the time, third yeah. of the time. Yeah. So we've definitely, you know, it's hard. So um, the process to get into the event, we open it online. There's a wait list and then people. People are pretty much seeded off their national rankings. So yeah. you've got to be, you know, for the under 16 boys, our biggest division, you've got to be in the top 48 essentially yeah. on the wait list. Oh, you can't even just roll, go in. Just, even if you're just yelling up local, you can't even roll in. Um, we're doing our very best to get as many West <laughs> Aussies in. But um, yeah, there's a process and procedure and it's yeah. pretty cutthroat. But Fair the enough. good thing about it is like other events like the Yelling Up Shred Fest, which is a 5,000 rated event nationally, yeah. it gives kids a, a proper pathway to get into the small fries one day. So whether it's the state titles or local events, it's, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. But um, there's only – Taj's is one of five events on this on this ranking. So it's um, it's it's a big boy and Taj is stoked about it. Sick. How many uh, rupiah did Rajo have to grease Bunga to get him into the comp? <laughs> or no, no, no I've just got to get an art line and put a huge Bunga sticker on his board because I'm basically <laughs> one of his sponsors. Uh, Rajo's, dad, Rajo's dad, Rajo's dad, change the subject, Rajo's dad was the very first uh, beach marshal yep. at, at the Tar Small Fries. Yeah. Wow. Probably about three or four or five years in a row. Epic. And it was so hectic his first year because it was that much of a cool event that Everybody wanted some of the merch. There was hats and T-shirts. Every dad was coming up and hassling Joey, just give me one of them. And it was, he's come over and gone, oh, help, because everybody's trying to take the T-shirts and my son's in it, just give me a hat. It was super hard for Joey then because, um, he, you know, he, he was the first guy. He was young like you, um, probably only about 18, and he's, he's the guy handing out the stuff. But everybody wanted some stuff, trying to, and no one wanted to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to deal with a bunch of six foot two Aussie dads who are all fired up, going, "Standing over this, him, give, me, yeah, give us a hat." Joey Barrel was about four foot eight at the time, wasn't he? He's not a big dude. I remember him kicking around the Margies comps. With, I think you guys had him beach commentating a little bit on some of the Margies comps <clears> when it was a QS. He did, he did, but his role at those events was he had the best job. He got put in the surfers area. And he had to give out the drinks. So he, <laughs> he stood behind a table like this and the pro service was sitting in front of him. Hi, Joey. Can I have a Coke? All right. <laughs> and he, he had a pretty good job, but he was a cool dude. You <laughs> Your name's not Joey Barrel. Yeah, you need a name like Joey Barrel to get those gigs. 
One yeah. really cool thing I remember about Joey Joey Barrel at the Small Fries was we used to do the expression session, you remember that? And he would hang out all day, just be looking at waves, handing out Rashi's T-shirts. And I think he actually won the expression session a couple of times. He dropped he it on Tars. He did. He did. I <laughs> he remember that. Really. He dropped it out of anyone oh. in the waters. Oh, my God. And he dropped it so, on him. It was so, so funny. Like father, like son. Are you going to drop Kinda. in on Tars, Raj? Or when you... I might. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> Has Taj ever come up to Lakey Peak? Uh, yeah. I might have been born yet. No, you were born. <laughs> I did? Yeah. I might forget because so young that time. You just have to drop in on him here, right? <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, I see you got a bit of a scratch up your arm there, mate. Is that, uh, is that a, a bit of tiger tracks from, from your local break or is that what's yeah. that one, fresh one? This from my local break, Lakey Pipe. Oh, yeah, sweet. Surfing when slow tide. Yeah, oh, yeah. You've uh, made one of my favourite questions to all our guests is worst wipeout. Uh, that looks like a just a mere, mere flesh wound for you there. Give us, give us a worst wipeout story you've had so far. Uh, my worst wipeout? He's had a few, but looks like. Yeah, I get a few on my body. <laughs> that's the worst one. Oh, that's on a my, pretty good one. On my leg. That was a big, uh, a big chunky scar he's just showing us yeah. on his quad. Yeah. Gee, did Bunga stitch that up or something? Looks a bit rough. <laughs> well, I probably would have done a better job. The local clinic did that job, but yeah. then it got infected and they had to reopen. Oh, it was, uh, it was yeah, kind it looks of like ugly, it's but, seen know, some that, trauma. That's just, that's just a standard little vill- village, village. Finchop or what? T- tell what us what happened. Ah, uh, Finchop. All oh, right, Not yeah. Here, yeah, from the crazy girls. The cra- <laughs> <laughs> Who are the crazy girls? I don't know where she's from, but it was crazy. Oh. <laughs> so that's the worst wipeout ever so far. Yeah, you got to be careful of the fin chops. Yes. For sure. Yes, the crazy girls. So, so what, <laughs> I, what I did want to ask why, why you guys are here, um, I know back in December, I think we had the Aussie Junior titles over in Victoria, if I remember correctly, Justin. Yep, and yep. I, I know WA came second overall, and we had a lot of surfers do really well um, in each of the divisions. Um, did you go over? You went over with that, mate? Yeah. So that's probably one of the one of the great parts of of my role. I get to travel a lot, and I get to go to the Aussie Junior titles in particular, and. Um, that is just the absolute, bit like this Taja Small Fries event, you just get to see the best, the country's best talent um, and for WA to beat either New South Wales or Queensland, it's pretty much like winning a, a gold medal for WA. So we finished second, um, local talent Maverick Wilson won the under 16 boys. And is that a nail biter on the, oh, on the buzzer, buzzer beater? beater like um, on the beach waiting for the scores to drop, I just almost got goosebumps just thinking about the yeah. moment there because it is so rare in surfing that you see that buzzer beater moment. Yeah. So he was in third priority, needed an 8.5 or something and just tagged the absolute bejesus yeah. out of this little running Woolamai yeah. ride. And yeah. um, his backhand is really impressive. And, you know, to have the team of, you know, 30-plus grommets down on the beach waiting for like five minutes. Yeah. Um, and the score finally dropped. He got a 9.5, I think, from memory. Wow. And um, just epic. erupted, chaired him up. Um, 
Willow Hardy, the defending under-18 girls champion. She won the under-18 girls junior title. And I think her star is on a very, you know, sharp and steep trajectory to professional surfing for sure. And we won a couple of schools titles. And, um, yeah, to finish second was really cool. But it was cold, it was wet, it was windy. So I think think those conditions sort of favoured the West Aussies. So um, Queensland won, we were second, New South Wales third, Vico fourth in in their home soil. And, um, yeah, there's always a battle for um, the wooden spoon between South Aussie and Tassie. But they're yeah. a, a young surfing sort of state and, yeah. um, you know, it's pretty cold and pretty miserable in some of those states at times. So, um, yeah, but WA did really well and great team spirit this year. We got some bloody good junior talent coming out of WA to come second overall and, you know, Mav and Willow and uh, I'm sure um, Young Cruzy. I think there was a couple of others that I can't. Ruby Berry. Macklin Flynn. Macklin Flynn. Yeah. yeah. Such yeah. a healthy bunch of young West Australian surfers. That yeah, are, so uh, two well. two individual winners, two school titles and then a bunch of finalists. So, yeah, Cruz really p- performed. The under-14s was super impressive as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Macklin Flynn got second in the under-18 boys. So this is um, this little southwest corner, um, don't deny it, you know, the quality of the waves, but the quality of the talent coming through the ranks is super yeah. impressive. Who are some of the uh, imports, shall we say, these and states kids that are going to sort of go for the, the win this weekend? My goodness, there is so many. So Miller Brown is the top-rated under-18 girl in the country right now. She's coming. Um, Ocean Lancaster's uh, uh, another one. There is there is so many names. I I, I sort of don't know them because Max she. McGilvray. Yeah, Maxie McGilvray's been over here, and I'm pretty sure got sponsored by Billabong. You know, on his maiden trip over west. Um, oh my goodness! If you look through, I, I really don't know them all, but I'd say we'd have probably. 60 east coasters really coming over um yeah so there is a lot and you know 10,000 points in the first 10,000 of the year if it can set you up in a good way um yeah to get into all the other highly rated events um throughout the year what are the other 10,000 events um okies um uh the phillip island junior pro um, there's one up on the sunny coast and the skull candy atlantics and small fries are the five ten thousands of course okay We've just had the uh, World Junior Champs over at Oceanside in uh, California. Did you catch much of that? I did. I tuned in. The time difference was a, a little bit odd, um, but not yeah, great, was it? Yeah, not not ideal, but it looked um, it looked sort of okay. A little bit cold, but um, yes. Um, Who was it? Oceanside or something? Yeah. Oceanside Pier. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, just uh, it's sort of, be- I guess, between San Diego and Trestles, isn't it? So any surprises? Who took that out? I don't think Sierra Kerr winning was a surprise. No, definitely not. Jet, Jet Schilling. Schilling. Is, I think, I mean, he did really well on the Challenger, right? He was pretty, pretty yeah, up there. Yeah, Knocking the on the door. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's been yeah. around for a little while. He's one of those, that, that posse out of, you know, the, the 2% club that are all doing the rounds and they seem to be making a bit of a charge. So, yeah. Oh, um, isn't, isn't that funny how all the Aussie boys and girls get behind each other in the uh, Challenger series and then all of a sudden the American 2% club <laughs> just do the same thing? Well, one, I think that Brazo started it, to be honest. Like, well, the Brazilians yeah, probably saying the same, yeah, same thing know, about so the Australians, so yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a recycled thing that if it's working, go with it. Why not? You can do better as a team than you can individually. Yeah. You know, you've got mates and, and you all, st- uh, you know, you drag each other up. So why not? If it works, do yeah. it. Yeah, that's one thing that I noticed that that time that I um, was down at the one of the Bullworth State titles is the, the uh, junior groms from WA were just, so supportive of each other, cheering each other up and high-fiving and, yeah, it's good to see that camaraderie. 
Well, and same like Justin said, you know, like we're over here in, in the west side and we're miles away from any other state, right? So we do our own thing. And when you go away and you're doing Aussie titles and, and blah, blah, blah events, it's kind of us against the rest because that's kind of what it is, isn't it, Justin? We're, we're, we're stuck over here. we got, you know, barely any of the big surf companies or any of the real media hype, but it, it's the West against the rest. The West is best, but you, you're so right, Mark, because, you know, like between New South Wales, Queensland and I guess Vico, they, most of those same kids are travelling up and down the coast, competing in the same events, but... Over here in, in lonely WA, um, yeah, we, we go over or the kids come over and we get exposed to this new level. But it was just so exciting to see the WA surfers really step up to the plate over there. And um, I'm sure they're going to fly the flag on home soil this, this you know, next four days um, when Small Fries kicks off. And mate, we are on the right track, I reckon, because uh, those QS5000s, all the West Aussie kids that were there, they all hold themselves as such, such, good, uh, such good stature. And you never hear anyone from around the world's like, oh, that guy from West Australia or that girl from West Australia, what a, what a dick, you know. Yeah. They're all like, yeah, great people, great people, you know. Um, TB's G- legacy, Jake Patterson's legacy. Oh, yeah, no. Well, I think I think it's uh, Mark Lane and, and uh, Justin Majic's legacy, to be honest, because they, they all come through the system and they all come out, you know, really good humans, you know, that uh, Willow Hardy and Gene's always hanging around. So, well done, Jazzo. I think you're on the right track, mate, because all our kids are, uh, they got good names in the international scene. Uh, it makes me very proud to see the kids grow up and, you know, I've been at, you know, 18 of these small fries so far, 19 about to kick off, but you just, yeah, I guess in WA we produce good humans and we're sort of salt of the earth sort of people um, on Wadandi country, but yeah, thanks Bill and um, yeah, I get a little bit choked up. I got a bit emotional over at the Aussie Junior title, seeing kids Sick. getting chaired up yeah. and, you know, like I've, I've been doing this for a while now, but um, you won't ever lose that sense of, I guess, pride or respect for your home state. And um, I think surfing's come so, so far since, you know, the early days and everyone was a a piss head or a pothead. And now, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a fully formed sport. You can win gold medals. You can, you can do so much in it. And um, I think, I think that the athletes now are are doing such a good job to promote it to the, the young crew coming through. And there's a good defined pathway, you know, for the young kids, you know, um, through all the different types of, um, QS and Challenger and CT and all the junior and small fries and, yeah. and small fries. Um, s- speaking of people going through the ranks, I mean Jacob Wilcox obviously finally made the the CTO. We're pretty yeah, stoked Jacob. with that. <laughs> yeah, Chipo. Is he around at the moment? Do we know? Uh, he's done a couple of trips to WA, yeah. but I guess he's probably packing his quiver and heading to Hawaii. You know, oh that's yeah, only well two, and truly, yeah, two weeks away from yep. bouncing down. But um, he did make a few trips over with Callum Robson. Um, spent Christmas at home with his family, and um, you know, I guess, I guess you got to position yourself on the East Coast um, to really you know, make your presence felt and, you know, be in the eyes of the brands and, you know, probably surf snapper and, you know, get yourself recognised a bit. It's got to be better for your small wave, high performance surfing, surely. Is that what, be the main uh, driver going over there? What do you think? Well, I think you see it in, like, Indonesians, like people like Rajo, they have perfect waves on their back door and Jacob, much the same. And, you yeah. know, you go to the Challenger events or the QS events and, sometimes they're in pretty marginal waves. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, hey, if you get a cyclone swell and all the points are lighting up, yeah, amazing to live on the Gold Coast. Yeah. But you've got to think it's not that big and it's pretty northerly for most of their summer. So, Got to um, be the most dog-eat-dog spot in the world. <laughs> it is. So true. you, you, you learn how to grind surfer. it out. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that giant. Oh so my question God. for Mark. I mean, Chipper, next 
this year. Um, where do you see him? What events do you really look for for him to, uh, to All right. in? Um, I've known him for a long time and I've seen how gnarly he is as a competitor. Um, and we, we, we were all seeing this for a long time coming, that he's uh, on the CT. So he gets his opportunity. Um, and for him, I think good things are you start at pipe. For most people, it's probably a bad thing. <laughs> for Chippo, I see that as a, a, an event he could target because, uh, you know, we, we've seen what he can do. And I've seen him the first couple of times he did the, the Padang event and got second and, and he, was, he was killing it. He's a, true, he's a born tube rider. He's a, he's a West Aussie. Let's, yeah. let's put it that way. Nalu, hello. Um, that as an event, I, I can see that, that with the first few events um, and then he comes out of the first five events, you know, he's got Pipe and then Sunset, he's done really well there. Yeah. All right, he, he, he's made a bit of a name on his back end of those sort of ways, Sunset and Halieva, but Sunset's a, a rated event. He's got Marga River. So out of those first three events, uh, Fiji is one of the first five. Okay, I haven't seen is that. that past the cut, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it is. Think yeah. it's the other side of the event. So the first five events I'm seeing is that he starts a pipe, his sunset on his back, and he's got Margaret's out of the first five. Bells, bells. He's he's had event, you know, like uh, wild card events uh, there as well. So it's a matter of him just <clears throat> stepping up to the pressure, and now being on the big tour. But what he does is good enough. So I think he, if he could just level head and just, you know, trust himself. And he's been through our system, World Juniors, Aussie titles. He's done everything in our systems, Juddo, yeah. to be where he is now. He's one, you know, um, perfect example of the pathway that has been laid out. And he's there now. But I, I reckon he's a good chance to, A, make the top 22 and beat the cut at Margie's. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think as a CT rookie, Jacob holds some sort of semi-crazy little record because he's already, as a rookie, he's already competed in 13 CT events as a wild card, I believe. That's so, incredible. Wow. Um, you know, <laughs> through the trials at Margaret River, I'm sure you remember, he beat Kelly at um, at the Rip Curl Pro in um, Portugal as a 16-year-old. Yep. Um, he's, he's been awarded the opportunity at um, Bells a few times. So I believe it's 13 times he's been a wild card in CT events already. And I'm calling the best tube in small fries history. Oh, Can which you remember one? where it was? There was Bianca and I was on a left-hander at yelling up. Oh, I, I do recall I, that. I was calling with Jake Patterson. He lost his bananas about it. Who is this kid from Margie's? Do you remember that swell, Bill? I, oh. I remember. I think you might have been doing water safety on the reef yeah, just to catch that. the grommets on the reef. But Zach Ogram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. that, that looked like Nalu on the left-hander of, um, of yelling up main break, eh? Yeah, it was... Uh, Yellowatu. Yellowatu. Yeah, we were calling it outside corner, weren't we? Bit like, yeah, bit like, that was crazy. Yeah, but um, I kind of seen Jacob around a little bit as a young kid. But I remember he came out of that tube, yeah, and, and Jake was calling and uh, just looking at each other going, what? who the hell is this kid? And then he hasn't stopped since. And so pumped just, he's on tour. Just for the record, that uh, those that aren't in on the joke, yelling up main break left is usually – one of the fattest waves on the West Australian coast, but due to an incredibly <laughs> rare cyclone swell, which we don't get in WA, it turned into a crazy tubing left uh, right in the middle of the small fries comp. And pretty sure you had a lot of trouble getting Taj to uh, be at the presentations <laughs> that day. <laughs> yeah, I think a couple of spots just uh, probably 10K south of there were absolutely going off. And um, yeah, I, I'm sure Taj will tell the story one day, but yeah, I think he said for no short of, than probably 10 hours. I think he um, he was getting absolutely drained with Dino, Rye Craig and a whole bunch of crew. That's 
when was the last time we had a North Swell here, boys? A little while? Probably that swell. Ago. <laughs> yeah, there's only been one or two since Bianca, really. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I reckon that one really opened the gates. That one was the biggest and best one in any memory. I spoke to a few old boys that were claiming there was one in '78 and all the rest of it. But it had been. It was. It was like yeah, Albie. And it was, mate. It was honestly 30 years. Yeah. Uh, there's been, I reckon, probably six or seven since then, but only two of them have even come close, yep. Marcus and Izzy yep. or Iggy. Iggy. Um, but they still weren't in the same league as that one. That one was like six to eight foot and clean. And then there's been a few that had a bit of north running through it, but they just were nowhere near the same calibre as, as that day. Yeah, Cyclone Bianca in, what was that, like maybe 10, 11, something like that maybe? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think it was – it was a long time ago. Yeah, um, it was pretty I, special. I, I couldn't tell you, but mate, you know what? I actually think my kid just bought me a sticker today. I don't know why he bought a sticker because it's my birthday tomorrow, and he's bought this yelling up sticker. Gave it to me ten minutes before we did this podcast. I'm like, mate, why did you spend ten dollars on a sticker? Like, you just get so many free stickers all the time. He's like, oh, I wanted to give it for you birthday mate it's a photo of bianca you look at it straight away Stop and it. it's like a, just this weird black and white sticker and you're like that's yelling up but it doesn't look like yelling up and is you know that there's only one time yelling up didn't look like yelling up and it was that swell yeah so that's pretty you. weird I told you. <laughs> as you're saying i'll, borrow, I'll share a microphone and say, but you want to go on about stuff <laughs> good story and that was off mine I got a question uh, for you, Justin. Um, before you mentioned Bat Willow Hardy, she won the under 18s, and you seem pretty certain she's destined for a steep trajectory into the professional ranks. Is there any other junior surfers that you've seen that potentially could have a similar path? From Western Australia? Well, it could be national. We'll start yeah. from WA. Yeah, 100%. I think. Um, um, Willow's sister, Olive, a um, couple of years younger, competes in the under-16s. Her backhand is as good as it gets, so really textbook. Um, uh, Olive's a natural footer. Um, Willow, obviously, a goofy footer. Um, I think Mav has really, you know, stamped his mark on it. I was impressed with Macklin Flynn. He's got a couple of younger brothers that are yeah. following hot in his footsteps as well. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, we've got second and third generation surfing families here so mm. i was really impressed by a young girl poppy redmond car mel redmond <laughs> car's daughter yeah she dropped some pretty big numbers over there um obviously cruz euros is a is a standout in the um under 14s last year he's moved up to the under 16s this year oh there is there is so many kids but um if i'm talking on a national level there is one kid um what was his name oki not oh, Oki Fraser, but um, oh, I, I don't remember. He dropped the only perfect 10 of the event in the under-14s. Um, he's got a brother. Um, I should probably have done my research. Sorry, you put me on the spot. But this so kid hard. surfed hard. Um, me and Stomper, Mike McCall, have had a, a free surf early one morning, got up at like 4.30, snuck out. This kid was already out there, giving wow. me a bit of a mean eye when I paddled <laughs> onto his inside, and he was like 12 years old. Yeah. Um, 
his name will come to me. Keep in mind, you're six foot three of Nigerian. <laughs> <Yeah>. dis- uh, <laughs> Mate, I can I can descent. usually you know my bark's a lot worse than my bite, but um, this kid was mean eyeing me, you know, like proper, <laughs> like paddled past me. I thought I was sitting waiting in line, but this kid, um, yeah, he was he was the real deal. But I think Australia is so fortunate that every state has a program and a pathway to mm. expose talent. Yeah. Um, obviously, everyone wants to be a not everyone, but, you know, the AFL grabs a lot of talent. Um, but I think surfing, through my research and stats that I've found, is um, surfing is like everyone's second sport. So you might yeah. be a basketballer, you might be a football player, cricket yeah. player, but a lot of people turn to surfing as their second sport, which is really cool. Mm, definitely. What about uh, young Charlie Haitley? Did you see her over there? Nah, she wasn't at the juniors. Uh, maybe she was or bowed out early, but, yeah, not a not a certainly not a finalist, Bill. She but I, I've, really, seen, I've seen her. She really. Uh, impressed at the QS 5000s. Yeah. Her and um, Rosie Smart Rosie was another one. Yep. And Nias particularly. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, I've seen Rosie at past Aussie Junior t- um, titles and she is a great young girl from the Coffs Harbour region. She's got some family here in WA, mm. so I think she comes over here a fair bit and what um, about hangs out. Ziggy Aloha McKenzie. Wow, there's one that you guys, we could oh. probably touch on a little bit. <laughs> I, I can tell you something name, about so. her. She, uh, it, her, her old man is Jake, who had drifted all the way after. Oh, okay, yep. But um, she really only took surfing seriously when COVID hit. Wow. She was kind of just a little – one of those little girls at, at Uluwatu, you know, oh, it's cute, she's surfing, and then nothing was happening during COVID. So she really knuckled down, and now she's got an Aussie title. Yeah, won the under-16. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's amazing. She spoke really well. Um, even the email to accept her position into this event, she was like, I'm stoked to be coming to WA. Um, and I think it's, yeah, she was a, a surprise packet. I guess not many people had really seen her in competition before. Um, vicious little forehand wraps, good backhand. And, um, yeah, we welcome her to WA maybe for the first time to compete in small fries this week. Bring it on. Now, I'd saw Rajo uh, just up here on the balcony <laughs> checking out the kangaroos. It's late in the Arvo. Mate, I want you to uh, just give a little shout-out to some of your best friends at Lakey's and your family. Say hello to them because they listen to this. They'll be stoked. Um, hello f- uh, for all, all my family, uh, my friend, um, my best friend. Um, uh, Sulis, Sukaina, Ima, uh, Joy Barrel is my dad. <laughs> Uh, my mom and all my friend. Uh, you're you're all best friend. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> That's a uh, fully Muslim island yeah. of uh, of <laughs> some bower and old Kevin. Old Kev. <laughs> Mate, you were eyeing off the kangaroos there. Might have been the first one you see. Um, you know, they're pretty good eating if you can catch them. Nice little kangaroo um, fillet. Um, nah. Makan. <laughs> they're too fast for me. <laughs> he said, he goes, do you reckon I could get up and touch one? I said, dude, they stand up on their tail, row and they box. They will punch you in the face before you get to touch one of them. But the funny little thing was I said, uh, Rajo, and, and you can ask your dad this because it's true. A little baby kangaroo is called a joey, like your dad. And you I go. said, go and ask dad whether that's true or not. And did you? So he's just oh, smashing barbecue shapes. shapes. <laughs> We've ripped through a box um, of pizza shapes around the barbecue. I don't know if you get shapes in Indo, but he's loving them. 
Uh, he's got his face full of food. <laughs> Move Mate, on. Next. Okay, well, I reckon I've heard about enough of all these groms that surf better than me than they're 13 and they get free this and gifted that and free rides everywhere. Mate, I want to know about you crusty old demons. You guys have been surfing your whole lives. I want some I want some of your stories. Uh some war stories. From just just you before boys. we do move on from uh, some more fries. Yeah. Ads, All right, then. <laughs> I do want to ask the team. Um, we heard about some of the surfers that are going to be going well in the comp coming up. Tell us a little bit about, you know, the the setup behind the whole event because I know it's a big job for all of you guys. Uh, yeah, I guess probably you know ten to twenty years ago. Not a lot of paperwork, um, not many documents or management plans required. But now um, we obviously, you know, are a grateful host here in the city of Bustled and beautiful yelling up. But we share a lot of beaches um, that are national parks or, or marine parks. So we have to do almost two lots of applications to go anywhere. And with the amount of competitors we've got this year, it's sort of limited some of our little little honey holes that we've gone to in the past. So um, a lot of competitors, a lot of pressure on car parks at this time of year. So there's a lot of plans that we have to put in place to actually say, hey, this is a safe event. We've got, you know, things in place. We've got a jet ski. We've got a drone. We've got a lot going on. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been... Every year we do something different. We're actually going to webcast finals day. So wow. believe it or not, we're actually going to mm. webcast finals day. So I'm, awesome. I'm hoping the forecast improves a little bit. But, yeah, I guess it's just things like this, you know, advancements in modern technology that allow us to do our job better. Um, you know, we've been doing it for 19 years. So each year we should get better at what we're doing, not worse. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of partners that support the event. There's a lot of people, you know, Taj himself, he probably doesn't get enough credit. You know, now he's not on tour. He actually pours his heart and soul into this. And I'll shoot him a message and ask him a question. He's like, yep, let's do this. Or, yep, let's do that. And, um, you know, like guys like Sammy Tucker and Toddy at the board store, they're going to have an awesome ping pong event. We're going to do a movie screening. Um, there is so much that we jam into the next sort of four to five days that it's pretty crazy. So... I'm going to get a good night's sleep tonight because um, it's been testing. I, I, I had a couple of weeks off, but I was literally working the whole time just to ensure that, you know, this is going to go down as um, one, of the, one of the really memorable ones. But, you know, as a leader, I'm only as good as my team. So guys like Mark and Billy and Perry on the jet ski, Jed Maddow, like our panel of judges, Mike McAuliffe's one of them. We've got a really amazing young crew coming through and, you know, the days start early and they finish late and, um, you know, it's all in the benefit of junior surfing at the end of the day. Nice. Yeah. Good answer, mate. I love and you've got that, to take mate. my hat off to Juddo because if, if it wasn't for this guy, I know how hard he works. This guy, we're, we're doing this event this, this week, four-day event, the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff it takes to pull this off. Justin Majex right here, folks, our event manager at Surfing WA, does 26 events a year. Get your head around that. And one of them is the Margaret Pro, an 11-day event. Doesn't that 26, take... the Australian junior titles take a team away. All our state rounds, but the boogers, the surfers, the stand-up paddle boarders, the long boarders, all those, plus everything in between, he does it all. Jado, I don't, I don't know how there's enough time in your life, I spoke life, to man. Justin at the Margie's Pro, just the one just gone last year, and he said that he'd been working for four weeks on site to get that one up and running. So you got 26 a year. That only leaves two weeks for each comp over the year, and uh, four of them already burnt at the Margie's Pro. Well, a little crazy thing about the Margie's Pro was, of course, he goes down and sets that up and starts that, right? The year we went back-to-back Margie's Rotnest, goes down, sets up Margie's, bang, Margie starts. 
The day Margie starts, he takes off and goes to Rotto for a month and <laughs> sets Rottenester. Did not see any of the Bar River Pro because he's doing the same in, shit at Rottenester. I was, I was tuning in, I promise, but... <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate here in WA. Um, yeah, the, the year you talk about, Mark, was phenomenal, you know. We've done state titles, Aussie titles at, at Rottnest, but never never a CT event in a A-grade nature reserve. And, oh, you talk about paperwork. that they, they put us through the ringer there. But we delivered an amazing event through a COVID year and, you know, Gabe Medina won. The waves were sort of pumping. It was, it was pumping. It was unbelievable. So, um, you know, sometimes Lady Luck smiles on your side and, you know, all the paperwork and stuff that we do behind the scenes, um, the ocean is an uncontrollable beast and yeah. you can only cross your fingers and hope for the best and put events at the right time at the right place. And, um, yeah, I think we've been very fortunate at this event and um, I love what I do. I love the people I work with and you get a bit of salt water in your veins, it's hard to get rid of it, guys. Here's a little pro tip. You see Justin Majix through the uh, through the Margaret River Pro. Just give him a little salute or a nod to the head. Don't try and have a big conversation with him. He's a, he's a different human in those two weeks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> mate. Um, you've got a bit of uh, Nigerian ancestry. Um, are you the guy that's been sending me emails by any chance? Did you might, come into a lot of money recently? Or? Might be my cousin, believe it or not. But, um, no, um, yeah. Um, is, that how you, is that how you're getting all this work done? Like, <laughs> got a I bit wish. of backing? I wish. No, my dad's Nigerian. Um, Mum's a, a beautiful white Australian lady and, um, yeah, got the mix of both worlds. I don't think my dad ever actually learnt how to swim. We don't have a super close relationship, but, um, yep. yeah. Yeah. I got I got the all year round tan. I got a bit of height, so I'm I'm pretty fortunate. But um, there are waves in Nigeria, believe it or not. Really, the, um, the west coast of Africa does have waves, like yeah. uh, endless summer one. Where'd they go? That's, <laughs> oh, that's a little bit further south. Is but, it? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I I do believe there is waves in Nigeria, from what I've been told. So, wow, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't been back to the uh, the mother country, so to speak. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah maybe one day. Cool. And uh, can we ask them some questions about their surfing lives? Uh, obviously, yep, no, we got a good dose of uh, all that competitive stuff. But, uh, mate, you guys are all absolute core surfers. I mean, Boonga is possibly one of the crustiest surf dogs to ever come out of West crusty, Australia. You're feeling pretty crusty, Ads, yeah. yes. <laughs> mate, um, you know. Never, never had a full-time job. No. <laughs> Seriously. No, I know. I can see it in your eyes. One of, my, one of my mottos is the only tool I touch is a fin key. And I'm, <laughs> I'm standing by it, and that's it. What about yeah. a wax cone? That's the only one. Well, I've doubled my toolkit recently and added a wax cone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Tyra. Mate, well, let's go with Boonga then because you've, I mean, you've, you've had, you'd have so many tails. You've done so much time in Indo. Um, mate, give us, uh, give us the best session you've ever had in Indo. I'm sure there's been Whoa, so many. Oh, man, hard to my goodness. One, but give, Pro- us, give us one that stands far out. Far out. Is, is there one? Um, in general... All right. We know there's plenty. It probably wasn't even a free surf, but we had – I was with a bunch of good mates and we were running an event at um, Macaroni's, Bill. Bill was there. We're staying on a boat. Bill his fist. Yeah, us us, um, judges and and, and, uh, workers were staying on a boat on the side of Macaroni's and we had this event going on. We've done some crazy events in Indo. But we're doing this event we're staying on this boat and Matt George was there and Billy and a bunch of us. 
It was a, an Indo ISC event, Indonesian Surfing Championship event, right? And, and we've done a couple of them. We've done a couple of HTs. We've done one at Macaroni's. All, all the competitors were staying on land. We were staying on the boat. The workers right on the side of Macca's. And, and the surf was pretty good. And we decided to put together a master's division while, <laughs> while we were there, right? And we had two uh, hour-long master's semifinals with uh, the owner of – hang on, it gets better – with the owners of Rip Curl and, 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 and the workers. And we had these, these events going on, th- these master's semifinals. And, then, and we're going, right, we got down to a final. There's about six of us, which became seven because someone else wanted in, so we did. So after the event finished, the day after, we're super hungover. We're on the boat. We're like just fucked up. And we're like <laughs> – we're going to do the set. We're going to do the final today. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, we're just super buckled. So we're all having a free surf. And Jeff, Jeff Anderson, the owner of Rip, the uh, owner of Rip Indo, was out there. He's gone. No, we're doing it now. Get the rashies on. All these Indos were out there, and blah blah blah. And Jeff's gone. You guys have to go in. Oh, oh, can we just sit on the side and 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 just surf over? He goes, no, beat it, go in. Because he's the owner of Rip Curl. It was a Rip Curl event. They gone what? So twenty minutes. He's gone eighty minutes. Go in. <laughs> so we had an eighty minute final. Oh, <laughs> Epic. And At all, with all my, the, some of my best oh, friends and what, three to frickin four. That was it. Pumping. Pumping. Oh. And every Indo Indo Pro server had to paddle in. Uh, Andre Onwar was ten. That's how long ago it was. And I'd caught so many waves. I gave my rashi to Andre, who's a a little Indo kid, and hopefully they wouldn't know there's a difference and I'd win the comp. <laughs> but the quote from Jeff Anderson was, tell all those Indonesian guys to paddle in, all the pro surfers to paddle in, or they are fucked in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was that was just a moment that stands out. Obviously, COVID was, COVID was a super highlight of my Indo years because it was like, it was like you were a pioneer with all the mod cons, the AC, cold beers, a great room, <laughs> a car that worked really well, good roads, and freaking no one. So that was oh, my absolute good. highlight was COVID, but uh, that little friend's moment at Macca's, Billy, you remember that? That, yeah, was, that was gold. Who, who, won the, who won the comp? Lee Wilson. Oh, yeah. One okay. of my no, favourite. He didn't win. Didn't you win? Your division. Hello. Oh, oh, hey. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, of course, Rat Boy. I was yeah, the most hungover yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just happened to work. <laughs> On the flip side of that, uh, I'm guessing maybe especially in the early days, because uh, you know you don't just sit in Lakey Peak for your seasons. You do a bit of island hopping around, I'm sure. Um, what's the worst uh, little adventure you've gone on, on on some of those? I'm sure you've been on plenty of leaky boats, all right? Leaky boats, dodgy trains, shitty planes. Uh, you know, dengue. Uh, dengue. Uh, dengue. Malaria, airports where everyone smokes, um, all of the above, all those things uh, make all the good times when you get to some good surf. We're all worth it, but it's it's pretty freaking hard, man. Sitting on a bus with with goats and chickens and way too many people and everyone smoking goodangs, all those little shitty bits in between and cops taking money off you and all those dodgy little bits. That's just Indo. And if you're not up for that, if you can't stand the heat, don't freaking go to window. <laughs> What about you, Justo? Uh, mate, you got any horror travel stories? What's your worst ever surf trip? Ah, oh, goodness. Um, I'm lucky enough to go with Billy and Bunga to some um, amazing parts of the world. We got a little bit skunked in the Philippines this year. Probably, you know, probably an A-grade destination, but probably got Z-grade sort of waves this trip. Um, 
a bit of a bummer. But had a lot of good dinners. And we did a lot of hospitality. The red carpet was definitely polished up for us. Um, I don't think. I think as long as you buy the ocean, it's never a bad experience. You can always learn something. Um, bit of history for you boys. I grew up in Margaret River, and um, my uncle's owned Wet Dreams. So I was See. never a great surfer as a kid. You know, I grew up with the likes of Yaden Nickel, Dino Adrian, Tavita Gukalau. You know, going down to a Margaret River board riders comp was like facing <laughs> facing <laughs> like your greatest enemies, <laughs> like in competitive surfing. That so, were your worst surf trips ever. Oh go, my goodness! Down surfing oh my goodness! <laughs> But I don't think – I think as long as you're by the coast, you know, yeah. we've had many a shocking event where our calendar is so stacked that you just got to run and people are paying entry fees to go in events and you're sending them out in marginal conditions. I, I, I feel for competitors, you know, having to surf crappy waves. Mm. But, um, you know, this year's Aussie Junior titles, you know, summer, Woolamai, an island that should be offshore all the time. Um, you know, that was a, that was a tough trip. Yeah. Um, but – I don't think any surf trip's a bad trip because, you know, if the waves are bad, you get to hang out, you yeah, get yeah. to play cards or do other little things. But I don't think I've had too many bad surf trips. Oh, that's good. Like, on it. One, one more, if I could be honest. Yes. We did do a boat trip from Phuket. We we wanted to surf the Andaman Islands, right? It was on our, our radar and I went with uh, Josh Palmatia, Peter Hayes, uh, Red Eye. Uh, we went from Phuket um, out to the Andamans and we had to join a yacht race to get out there. Because it's the only way you're allowed out there, right? So we joined a yacht race, blah, blah, blah. Super, I got alcohol poisoning the night before we left. <laughs> so I started the trip with alcohol poisoning and spewed everywhere for days. And basically we'd spent three weeks on a boat, then came all the way down through uh, past the Nicobars, down to past uh, Arche, uh, Similu, all these spots, pulled in at Padang, and we did not get a wave in three weeks. No. <laughs> Bad surf trip. I've never been on one of them. I've definitely never done one of those. That's definitely a bad surf trip. Um, mate, I think Josh Palmatier gave us a very extended version of that uh, surf trip. I think I think we're about into about our fifth and a half hour of the podcast. And, All right, uh, so you've heard it before. We, yeah, we have, but uh, it's good to hear it again. But, uh, yeah, he yeah, we'd had a couple of tins by the time he got around to that story, and I think it went for about half an hour, and it was an absolute ripper. It sounded like there was even more. It was like... Didn't you crash into other people in the yacht? You might have not seen. Yeah, we did. We we got yeah. no. We got disqualified. <laughs> we got disqualified on day one. I didn't see it because I was Cause down, under, I was yeah. downstairs sick. But we got disqualified on day one because I think we were the only boat that turned our motor on one <laughs> night, and they found out. So we yeah. got rubbed out straight away. We had a little collision at the start line, and, <laughs> and I'm spewing everywhere. And the, the skipper loved loved uh, Josh just a little bit too much, and it was a, <laughs> there was lots of cuddling going on, and he was a big hairy man and a sweaty man, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Thank God I missed the first three days because I had alcohol poisoning, but yeah. there, was, there was a fair bit going on with no surfing. So, yeah, bad surf trip. What about you, Billy? Worst surf trip ever? Oh, um, they're all pretty good, to be honest. But I, I really can't think of a, of a bad one. Because um, you're away. You're away on a trip. You're away. And uh, I made a decision uh, probably about a long time ago that we're going to go to places. Uh, every surf trip I go on like a big two-week or around the world is with a, a mate of mine, Troy, from um, from Limbongan. And there's a there's a core bunch of us we've made a decision to go to a place where if there's no waves it's still going to be a sick time you know what i mean so if you get skunked you're still on a good holiday yeah but probably the best one we've done was um south africa to j bay 
I was all right if we get one afternoon of like three foot, three foot uh, J Bay, it's going to be good. But um, we'll, we'll drive down to Cape Town when it's crap, but it pumped for three weeks. Epic. It got too big what year for was J that Bay. Big? This was 2015. Yeah. And it got that big. Um, we paddled out to Cape St. Francis. It was too big for J Bay. And uh, it was like four foot there. Wow. Paddled out and there's just five because every motherfucker's big over there. They eat meat, they play rugby, <laughs> and they're scary-looking dudes. And I paddled out to um, Cape St. Francis, and there's five guys sitting there, and I probably got about 10 metres away from them. And this big dude turns around and goes, look at this fucking guy. You stay there. Don't come here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, no worries. But I'm thinking, fair enough. They, they get frothing yeah. people come through there anyway. So anyway, it went on and on and they'd get a few set waves and I'd get a sneaker set wave through and they're like, ah, just keep your fucking distance you're over there. <laughs> so the next day was the trials for the um, CT at J-Bay and um, Perry Hatcher to hook me up with a guy who worked at Country, uh, country Life, um, country, feeling. country Feeling Surf, surf yeah. uh, Shop, Michael Ginz, yeah, Ginsberg. And he goes, oh, yeah, no worries. And he goes... Can you judge the trials? Because you're one of Perry's boys. I'll put yeah. you in. Yeah. <laughs> Said, no worries. So the next day he goes, All right. So Billy's going to judge the trials. He goes, Hey, boys, this is our friend from WA. And it was the guys that had told me to get no. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, best one, best one, uh, South Africa, very close behind that, J Bay. J Bay. J Bay's epic location. Pretty bum. It's not on the, not on the, uh, the schedule this year. I don't know whether they were going any miny mo or it's just the, the time of the year that J Bay was on the schedule. No Mate, there, there's, a, there's so much on the line. Like, uh, remember when Fiji got taken off? Yeah. Because the government decided to put all the money into rugby and stuff like that. So there's so much in play. Yeah. Why you don't have a contest here and there? And um, oh, you guys have killed it. I've how, got how, a- how, how, how long are we going to be at Margie's for? Uh, hopefully a very long time. Forever. You know? and, and, and I think the. The greatest thing about Margaret River is it was sort of the ugly duckling of the surf world for such a long time. You know, we never had like major industry support. It's always yeah. been, you know, tourism backed. But, you know, thank goodness for the likes of, you know, John John Florence and Carissa Moore that really, I think, just showed people the way that Margaret River should be exactly. surfed. And yep. you throw, you know, a little bit of box in there. And I just, yep. I just think that, you know, um, sustainable surf events are the most important because 100%, <laughs> it's great to have a, an amazing location that pops up, but if it can't support the pathway or it can't be there for a long time, um, it's almost not worth going there for once for that little taste of, oh, that was pumping. And yep. I'm bummed as a surf fan, I'm bummed to see J-Bay not there, but Same. there's a lot that's going on, you know, cloud breaks on, which is almost a, a mirror sort of replacement. They've got a, they've got the Olympics going on. There's, there's a lot going on, but, um, you know, I, I think, you know, and I'm talking from a, a surfing officials point of view, you know, I think, I think the WSL gets bagged pretty hard for all the things that they don't do right, but yeah. they, they don't always get the credit for the things they do get right. And I think, I think the things they do do right is, um, you know, finding locations that truly have an interest in surfing, like the southwest corner of WA. Sure, yeah. And, um, you know, like maintaining a pathway for juniors, for longboarders, for, you know, qualifying series surfers. And then, you know, to crown world champions is not an easy it's gig. It's better. Like what they've done is improved the pathway, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, fr- from a non, well, it, just it, from a punter's It really has, mate. That, yeah. Especially the uh, regional things. 
Um, so if you're like a wealthy, let's rewind five years ago. If yeah. you're a wealthy Australian or a wealthy American and you can afford to go around the world and go to all 6,000s and 10,000s to qualify, you have a massive advantage over someone like Rajo from Lakey Peak who doesn't have the backing. But now the uh, the 5,000s have the regionals and yeah. you, you can't get those points. It's a much more even spread around the world from, from people that aren't from, uh, you know, countries with yeah, people don't backing. have to travel all yeah. over the world now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you stay can, in your region back to it. qualify. The yeah. only bad thing I've heard about is like, um, well, if you're American, you got to surf in waves in Florida and California and they're crap. Mm. But you look at the uh, the American representative uh, on 2024 Pro Tour, mm. there's heaps of them. There's there like is. five or six of them, isn't yeah. it? So that, that, that criticism is kind of out the window. I'm a big fan yeah. of it. I've got a question though. Um, all this stuff's happening in in world professional surfing, but we've got no CEO. What's what's the goss, mate? Majix. Justin Majix. Is <laughs> <laughs> four votes for Justin Majix? Five. Uh, Namu's giving us a five over there. Uh, nah, um, no, no, because then we'll lose him. No, no <laughs> votes for Majix. No, I, I don't have any word on it. I think um, I think it's yeah, it's obviously an amazing opportunity for the right person yeah. and. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Maybe new start of the season, we'll get some news on it. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know who's pulling the strings behind the scenes right now. It's pretty interesting. It is. Interesting time. Mate, I identify as a wheelbarrow. Is there any uh, divisions coming up for me in the near future? Or? <laughs> wheelbarrow? Leave that one alone, Justin. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, well. All right, so one hour, 27.35. Come on. <laughs> Surfing has always been pretty inclusive. Um, we have been at the pointy end of some pretty controversial policy decisions of late. But, um, you know, I think surfing now, given it's an Olympic sport, falls into the IOC breakdown and rulings and everything else. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I wanted like a over six foot, dark, handsome male division one day, but <laughs> fingers crossed I'll get it. But no, nah, just joking. But the wheelbarrow division, maybe yeah. it's something we could do at could the we? single fin. Or, I don't know. I don't know, Adzi. But it's my only chance. Yeah, I mean. it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a different world. But um, I think I think competitive sport needs to be, you know, what it is, competitive and not inclusive all the time. Yep. yep. My personal oh, that's opinion. That's a great answer. Getting back to the CEO thing, Justin. If it was offered to you, would you take it? <laughs> Probably not. No. Um, no. I'm, I'm a. I'm a West Aussie through Is it and through. Is it a poison chalice? Is that um, why everyone says? Yeah. No. Keeps... Don't do it. He's too good over here, man. Uh, we need him here. <laughs> we. We don't want him to leave. No. I right. know. I know that. So. Uh... I said years ago to Justin. I said, if you quit, I quit. So let's. <laughs> you, you don't quit, Jado. Don't throw your two-piece tool bag away just yet, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> my fin key and my wax comb. And a microphone. And a, mic. and a microphone. Well, that's, a, that's an um, That's but the greatest tool of all. My my only thing on the WSL CEO, whoever it may be, I just I just hope they're a surfer because there's something, yeah, yeah. you know, intrinsic about understanding our sport, knowing, you know, the mix of localism and surf politics and all that stuff that makes our sport really unique. I just hope they don't go and pitch someone from some other sport that has no idea what surfing is and the history and the culture. I think you have to live this sport to really understand it. And, um, yeah, there's some amazing people that we've read about or that have thrown their hat in the ring, and I think that all do an amazing job. And surfing's, like, right at that threshold, I think. I think if the industry could understand how 
how important this position we find ourselves in right now. Um, I think there'd be a lot more <coughs> sponsored surface, probably a lot more events, but you know, it's it's an economy of scale at the end of the day as well. So sure. um, right. I just hope that a surfer gets the job. That's my only Well, thing. give us two names you'd like to see doing the job. <coughs> Mark Richards. Oh, great call, Billy. <laughs> great bring call. Bring bugs back. Bring bugs back. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I respect the the pioneers. Like, you know, I think they have to have a bit of mongrel about them, you know, a bit of Ian Cairns, um, a little bit of bugs. Um, yeah, there's some, some really worthy candidates out there, but you know, Hey, I think Kelly's been involved for so long. Like, is it not his job for the taking one day? Um, Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. You know, he's, he's so, uh, you know, I've worked with some truly amazing people over the years who've really shaped this sport into a, a really good spot, but, um, yeah, I'm not going to say any names because I'd hate to dupe someone out of a job. And I know a lot of people listen to the Barrel podcast, so um, I don't have an inside scoop. But, um, yeah, I think as long as they're a surfer, it would be okay with me. Yeah, very diplomatic answer from the head of the Surfing WA. Well done. Future CEO of the WSL. Um, all right, so we've talked a bit about Indonesia and a bit about small fries and a few other things. I think we should move on to the Clive Palmer Cup. Now, you guys know what the Clive Palmer Cup is and the Steve Irwin salutes. Yeah, you guys do. I forget. All right. <laughs> All right, so the yeah, Clive, so the Clive Go on, Adzi. Uh, Clive Palmer is where you get to out someone for being a total tool or something. It doesn't have to be a person. You know, you could uh, you could out Boonga for stripping all your um, fin keys because that's the only thing he does or, mate, anything, any, any air your grievances. And then on the flip side, the Steve Irwin salute, anyone or anything you want to give a double thumbs up to? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I reckon um, double thumbs up to you boys because you do a great oh, job. Come on. Steve Irwin, salute to you boys because it's it's been fun. This is my second time on the show and um, I really appreciate it. You're a, a wealth of knowledge. It's lighthearted. It's good. Um, my, my Clive Palmer Award would have to probably go to maybe Huey this week because the forecast is looking a little bit tricky for um, – the small fries. Um, I'm sure the Groms will still tear it up, but we've been so blessed over so many years. So El Nino, El Nino, I don't know which one it is or who I can blame, but yeah, the seasons are definitely changing. So um, yeah, that's my that's my Clyde Pine. It, this it week. is El Nino. We, we no, talked about this you. last okay. week. Oh, yeah. thank you. We've had like multiple debates on this one. And yeah. We're still not sure. But. Yeah. No, it's El Nino at the moment and it's potential El Nino. Coming up. Okay. There you go. Thank you. See, I'm learning. I'm Some learning. Smiling Billy, Billy James. Uh, my Clive Palmer would have to go whoever decided that having a moustache and riding a mid-length twin fin and living in Chungu is fucking cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a bunch of tools if you're out listening there. Get yourself, get yourself a thruster. Drink a bintang. Put a pair of boardies on. <laughs> so are you saying – Tell us what you really mean. <laughs> I can't ride my twin fin and, and drink kombucha and do hot yoga in Canggu. No, you're out. You're totally out. This you're is gone, not you go to Ubud to do your uh, yoga. Everyone's an entrepreneur. and You don't have a job. You, uh, you manifest. Life coach. <laughs> yes. I'm a life coach. So whenever all those people are listening, who are those people? You're my Clive Palmer. But the uh, – the Steve Irwin would have to be the late wet season in Indonesia because I scored just before Christmas Ooh. at an island uh, solo for like a week. Wow. And it was sick. 
So uh, I'm, I'm giving it to Huey. I'm giving my Steve Irwin to, to Huey because he uh, he delivered a late, late wet season. He wears, like he, he slash she wears many hats in different areas of the world. So there you go. Can you wear it? Can you wear it out that that little uh, rage rage attack then? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was a great Clive. I don't want, I don't want that out. I might I might of, just set it out the homo part, but yeah. other, other than that, you're right. <laughs> We're an inclusive show, aren't we? One thirty yeah. one thirty two. <laughs> Even wheelbarrows included. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Bunga? Uh, all right. So um, so my Steve Owen, the salute. I'm going to go for. Tippy Jabrick, Tim Hayne, yeah. uh, nice. ASC, the uh, Asian Surfing Cooperative that have given us a bit of a lifeline. I've worked with them for 15 years. Good guys. Had some amazing trips all through Asia and Philos and Thailand and freaking Maldives and, and a lot of really, really good spots and those guys work hard and um, and, and, and the runs were on the board when Rio Wider qualified and, and legitimised exactly uh, uh, what they do up there. So those guys have been epic friends for a long time. So, so thank you guys. Um, the other one, what was the other one? The Clyde Palmer. Fucking injuries. City shoulders. <laughs> City shoulders, a big yep. injured. Uh, I hate that shit. So there you go, that one. Clyde yep. Palmer to injuries. There you go. Adds, the, adds Kennedy. Oh, no, mate, we'll leave it to these guys. Or unless you guys got really something. Yeah, well, I got an injury right now, so I'm definitely yeah. can double down on that one. Mate, uh, right. I've got some written down, but let's leave it. We'll leave it to these guys, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to uh, give the Clive Palmer Cup to injuries because obviously yeah. uh, I seem to be dealing one, with one all the time. Personally, I like Billy's one best, but uh, <laughs> I felt the passion in that one. That's why I liked it. Actually, yeah, I have been hearing a, a fair bit about the Changu crew, and it uh, sounds like they're they're pretty funny. I'm just Very lucky different. that I've got a full beard and not a moustache because I ride a mid-length twin fin, <laughs> <laughs> and, and T-Bone yeah, was looking always, at me pretty funny when that. you said you jump have. on a thruster. T-Bone looked at me because he knows I haven't been on one in about 10 years. I was like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble here. Lucky I'm bald and I can't do a man bun. <laughs> You'd have like a reverse man bun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Vegemite um, scroll. All right. T-Bone just it, has a quick It'd be rude on. not to say, but to everyone that works at Surfing WA and Taj, I mean, the 19th Taj Small Fries is on. You guys are incredible what you do. You know, you're such a, you provide such a great platform for all the junior surfers um, and, and a great pathway into, you know, potentially the QS, the Challenger, the CT. 26 events a year, that's incredible. Great work, guys. Yeah. Steve Irwin. Steve, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Irwin. Yeah. Just had a couple of hazy parts. All right. Well, I've got a couple of Steve Irwins. We were going to just leave it to the Surfing WA boys, but... Would like to give my Steve, first Steve Irwin to the traditional custodians of the land that we are on at the moment, the Wadundi crew. Thank you very much for looking after Land for Millennia. Amazing work you're doing. Thank you for having that competition on your lands this weekend. And my other big Steve Irwin goes to this young fella here. Ah, yeah. 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 A big Steve Irwin salute. Uh, massive double fist arm for Rajo. He's come on the podcast. First time in Australia. Thanks for coming on, mate. You're a little champion. Thank you. Terima <laughs> kasih. Uh, dan I, I need my nasi. <laughs> yes. Kali. Nasi champur. Oh, yeah. Oh, yum. All right. Well, thanks, Rajo. And Ra, what are you going to do this week? Uh, what can we expect from you in the, in the small fries? What would you like to do? Uh, I like to do some tubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the waves is going to be tubing. Have yeah. you had a, had a meat pie yet? 
Not yet. Okay, that's coming soon. <laughs> Tomorrow for breakfast. They're not as good as they used to be. Yeah. All right, before we do wrap this one up, thanks very much to the seven WA boys, Mark Bunga Clift, we've got Justin Magix, and of course, Smiling Billy James. Before we go, last comments, lads. I'd like to thank Cheeky Monkey. Fantastic product. <laughs> very yeah, well, well done. Played, well played, and Forrester Red for uh, the bottle we're about to crack after dinner. You beauty. But, um, mate, I just feel like Bunga especially would have so many good wipeout stories. Can we just have your best wipeout? Worst wipeout, whatever you want to call it, before we go. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight yeah, off the top right. of my head, without digging too deep, but this this one sort of sort of stuck with me. I served G-Land for the first time, the very first year I went to window in 1990. I'm at G-Land. It's eight to ten foot. Get dropped out in the zodiac without really looking at it. I've only got a six ten. I'm out the back. It's it's a freaking weapon of a wave at that size. It it was it was next level to anything else I'd ever surfed before. It took me two hours to make my first wave. I finally made a wave. I'm super pumped. I'm, I'm, I think I'm back in the groove. Then I get a wipeout down at Speedy's. I will never wear studded board shorts again for this reason. <laughs> the studded board shorts ripped open. I went under three waves at Speedy's Ooh. with no boardies on. They were at the end of my leg rope, pushed up against my pushed up against my uh, my pintail and had to go under three waves with no board shorts on, shitting myself. It's about a foot and a half deep. Lucky I don't have a long cock. But <laughs> <laughs> So after three waves, I tapped out, pulled my board, uh, hand between my, you know, back on my board, face the shoreline, went back in and then pulled my boardies back on. And basically, fuck it, G-Land, sucks for your first time when it's age of 10 foot. Uh, amazing, amazing stuff. All right, just one thing before we go from all three of you, 2024 world champ for men and women. Billy. I am going to say an American for the men. That's a um, bit of a roughie. Okay. And the women, I am also going to go um, Lakey Peterson. Ooh. Out of left field. Justin. It's hard to go past a West Aussie, but I do love Ethan Ewing surfing on the male side of the draw. On the ladies, do like Caroline Marks' surfing. I don't think she'll go back to back. I'm going to back in the goat of all women. That's Steph Gilmore to just uh, yeah, reclaim a little Steph. bit of that fire in the belly and get up and Get a ninth. Nice. Bunga? Uh, for these reasons, I'm going an absolute roughy, but I think with Jake Patterson back as a coach and taking on Kanoa Igarachi, oh, who I always tipped at some point, I could see that happening, um, him and Griffin. But I, uh, because Jake's back in the hood, Jake, I hope you're listening, um, I'm going to go Kanoa and I'm going to go Steph as well because Jake's back in her corner. Come on, Look out very, very, very soon in the coming days for an interview with Jake the Snake Patterson on his coming 2024 campaign. Also, he got three hole-in-ones this, uh, in the last 12 months. Uh, before we go, Justin Magix, incredible job setting this all up. Let's hear it, mate. What do you want to say before we go? Oh, just absolutely stoked. This is my second tour on the uh, the Barreled podcast and I love it. Um yeah, we're on a beautiful setting here on Wadandi Budja. Uh, the breeze is blowing, the sun is shining, the clouds are just gorgeous. Probably no better part of the world that I enjoy more than this. So thank you, boys. And here with two of my very good mates, one of my very new mates, and um, <laughs> you boys are absolute legends. So keep up the froth and keep up the stoke because surfing is amazing. I love it. Cheers. Yeah, Just Magic and the Surfing WA crew. You've been listening to Barrel Surf Podcast. It's been a gosh darn pleasure. And we will catch you next time on the show.